And a Browns winner. Yeah, Holy one dub. We got a dub, and we sell sweetly into hate week. Yeah. Hey, you know uh, what? I did I did say we we're gonna get 24 points, but I was totally wrong on the Bengals. I said they were gonna get 21, they were nowhere even close. Hey, uh, who knew? <laughs> yeah, messy, messy game, but there was two teams playing. Um, so it doesn't work just one way. Uh, I think we did a, a great job and I think we got a lot of answers on what we're kind of asking for, right? I mean, there was a few things that I was very concerned about and they all kind of shined. Everything kind of worked in our favor and uh, the guys that we've been kind of wanting to step up, stepped up, right? I mean, that was, it was, it was a pretty good sign of that. Um, we got the win and they said there's a lot of guys that shine, man. Grant Delpit is one that's like stood out to me. I thought it was that played extremely well. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the game? And uh, who, who do you think is like a uh, a key person that kind of really helped out? Okay, well, I have been a big critic of this man for a, ever since we started this show. Um, Kevin Stefanski. Come get your flowers, man. You called a football game. And it was beautiful. It was artwork. Um, you know, the the Browns, I I was I, I was a little scared about this game coming up. Did I feel confident? Of course. Um, but just for whatever reason, we have Cincinnati's number. Um, but there was a lot that went into this game. Uh like the weather. Um, it was a 10% chance of rain going into this game, and it turned out to be a slop fest. And both coaches had to basically change their game plan on the fly because, you know, the passing game wasn't all there for either side. Sure, the Bengals may have had a little more of a, an excuse with Joe Burrow, but if you're going to make the same excuse for the weather, you're going to make the same excuse for uh, – Deshaun Watson. But before we get into Deshaun, I want to keep on talking about uh, Stefanski. Um, the things I was really impressed with was um, just the mixing and matching of the game. Uh, it just, it, it felt like, like, all right, we got a quarter, a franchise quarterback. We're going to let them take shots. They took shots all the way through the whole entire game. Sure, he was missing them. Um, could yeah. some of them be affected by the weather? Sure. Were some of them just bad throws? Sure. I, 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 I'd, I'd like to chalk it up to the weather, especially that pass to uh, it, Cooper. But it's 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 kind of it's just hard to tell, like how the ball was coming out. Um, but I I like how they let they didn't like go away from their game plan, and then when they realized Nick Chubb was eaten, they were going to keep on running the ball. Um, they even mixed in Jerome Ford, which uh, outside of that fumble, I think he had a pretty solid game. For... He, had that, he, he had that nice run down the the, the sideline. He had a pretty good couple runs. Even yeah. the, the run that he fumbled on, that was a 10-yard run. Yeah, which was also which also run. a botch stamp. Like Watson kind of struggled with that too in the handoff. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not all forward, and I think it was kind of a cluster of a play from the beginning. But I, yeah, I agree. It's in in the fourth though. I was really hoping to see a little bit more out of him. Um, yeah, 
but but it it was i would say it was a very impressive game um you know it looked like the coaches did their homework um both offensively and defensively especially defensive um, yeah i kevin you got your flowers but the one we were excited to see was yeah. Jim Schwartz and his Browns defense. And man, did they show. That was a game. Wow. They they held the uh, Cincinnati Bengals offense underneath 200 total offensive yards. Yeah. And they held Joe Burrow underneath 100 passing yards, 82. which has never happened since his high school days. Yeah. Um, that, that, so that was this a, is a beautiful, beautiful game plan, beautiful uh, strategy and performance of, I mean, almost everybody from that, from the defensive side of the ball. Uh, our, our corners were electric shut down. I mean, T Higgins was, uh, was passed to eight times with zero catches. That's incredible. Um, that, that amazing block by uh, Grant Delpit down there where he literally just came up and smacked the ball um, what was incredible. Uh, Emerson looked good. Newsom looked great. Um, oh, I, I think Bell I think Emerson stole the show. Emerson stole the show for me. Yeah, he was. Dude, even Denzel looked incredible. Uh, yeah, a couple of plays by JOK. Uh, I mean, the, the defense line. I I can't say enough about at this moment. Um, Zedarius looked incredible. Miles looked incredible. When you have Miles Garrett lining up over the center, um just put the smile on my face uh i love it, it was it was great yeah so defense was the the shining star of this uh th this week so i really hope that continues going forward and i wish the uh the offense steps up a little bit more uh going forward and, and really hits start to hit stride so we'll see that coming up right i mean we got we got we got a steelers team coming up but uh the the big the big i guess thing coming out of that especially the offense uh was the season ending injury to Jack Conklin. So he is out for the season. Um, I think uh, a lot of us might have saw an injury coming out this this somewhat this season. Um kind of I, I kind of called it a, a couple months ago that he's gonna get a hurt and Dewan's gonna come in and uh, be pretty good. And that's kind of exactly what happened. I didn't expect it to happen in the first quarter, but uh <laughs> of week one, but it did. So um yeah, that's it's unfortunate for him. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens with Dewan versus uh, T.J. Watt this upcoming week, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, Dewan came in and he played a big role in this game. Um, going back and watching a little bit of the game, uh, you can see that he handled Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson pretty well. Um, he he did his work. Um, not even let allowed one um, pass rush. Uh, throughout the rest of the game, which is pretty phenomenal, uh, considering that he took over before halftime. Yeah. Um, so this is a, it's a big, big deal, and he's going to have a big test against TJ, who plays that side. Um, and you could arguably say he's the best pass rusher in the game right now. And I'm, uh, and I agree. You can definitely say that he's a defensive player candidate going against a rookie. But I will say, <laughs> I weirdly feel more comfortable with him uh, going against T.J. Watt than Jedrick Wills because that was a rough outing for Jedrick Wills. He uh, he just he just kept letting people in the backfield and uh, he struggled all game. 
So I, I weirdly feel better with DeLon Jones going in CJ Watt rather than uh, Jedrick Wills. But yeah. an, another kind of a good thing is uh, if you want to get into the Steelers, you want to talk a little bit more about uh, the Bungles. Um, I let, Let's just do one wrap up of Deshaun. Okay. I mean, that's been the topic of the week. For sure. Um, for sure. I, I, it's kind of hard to tell, uh, given what we spoke about, about yeah. the weather and this and that. Um, I feel that the game had to come to Deshaun. Uh, they opened up the game trying to force, force it. And then it looked like from the second quarter on, they started to find somewhat of a rhythm where Deshaun had to use his legs, which is probably one of his, probably his number one asset. Yeah. Um, when it's I, needed, he utilized it. And that's right. Um, and if it truly is the weather, then I think that he played an ideal game. Um, I mean, it's AFC North football. You didn't go play against a bunch of rollovers. You played against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they they had to really work for this win. Um, I, I I feel like twenty four to three. It just didn't seem that much of a break off. But I definitely yeah. think it could have been like a forty to three kind of game. It definitely um, easily could have been. It, they missed a lot of opportunities. A lot of um, opportunities. I mean, obviously the Jerome Ford fumble that we mentioned earlier was, you know, what on the twenty yard line. So if they they didn't fumble, that would have been another tutty. So or at least a field goal. And speaking of field goals, Dustin Hopkins, baby. Dustin Hopkins, man. Uh, Money. Four. Didn't even make you think about it. It was just right up the middle every time. And that's, but that's what you want for special teams. You don't want to think about, is my kicker going to make this 43-yard field goal? I, like you should make the 43-yard field goal. And in bad conditions, it, it looked easy. There was no... There's no kick that I was like that. That was like right there. That was very close for being, um, for being missed. Uh, they all were right down the middle, and he looked great. And that's all we need is consistency in that, and and something that we can rely on. And I'll I'll say one more thing to bounce off the special teams. You got to give your flowers to Corby Ocas. Man, he was sending that ball downfield. Yes, they played the field position game. And I think he is probably the most underrated star of the game. Agreed. Um, for considering how many times they punted the ball, they pinned well, them within the 15-yard line well, a and, couple times. And when you look at it on the Bengals' perspective, look at their kicker. Their punter, I mean, was horrible. Mm -hmm. 30 yards, 20 yards. I mean, they were staking a lot of the punts. They punted like eight times. So when you have terrible punts and you and work and the Browns are getting the ball at the 40, like that goes a long way when you have a, a good punter that is consistently just bombing it downfield. Uh, it's, it's overlooked. Um, but it's, yes. it's one of those things that you shouldn't have to worry about until you see another, another punter or another kicker. And you're like, wait a second, that ball went for 30 yards, you know, or, or something like that. So I mean, there, there were some like 50, 60 yard punts he was sending. And when it comes to a game like that, where you have to play the field position, he was flipping the field, and it was paying evidence for the defense, too, that they didn't have to worry about 
having to defend at the 50 yard line. Yeah. They were, they were put, they were getting the job done on all three, all three parts of the game. Um, and I think if they want to be successful going forward, they have to make sure they are consistent. So I want to see them go into Pittsburgh this weekend and do kind of the same thing. Um, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of things different. Um, the Steelers are coming off a very tough loss. Um, they got but, man by the Niners. Smoked. Yes. Um, very, very unlike them to open up the season that way. But I do not put it past Mike Tomlin and those tough Steelers to not hold hold their own in this game and take a dub from the Browns. Agreed. Um, so I, Steelers, I guess, no matter what, how, how that roster looks, um, the, it, it, not, the, the Steelers are one of those teams where, you know, like the Browns are always good on paper. I think the Steelers are always the opposite. They're never great on paper, but they play great. So uh, I, I can never hang my hat on, on that team. I, I think no matter what, they're going to be in the, in the ball game, except last week. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Cool. Hope, Hopefully we go in and, and we do the same thing we just did with the Bengals. And uh, another thing with the Steelers uh, that is kind of going against them right now is they, they kind of caught the injury bug pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's some key guys that are going to be out that, that will definitely work in, in the Browns' favor. Um, uh, the biggest one, obviously, is Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward's going to be out. He's not going to be playing. Uh, as well as Deontay Johnson, uh, which is – pretty big uh that then that really relies now on uh their two receivers uh you know pickens and Allen robinson so um don't forget big moose don't forget big moose yeah, fryer moves a really good tight end i, I can't forget on yeah he, he's very good there um, but i mean i, I they, have, they do have some key injuries so well hopefully we can take advantage of that and you know our, our guys play like they, they played last week so Yes, I, I think it's uh, uh, what what needs to be focused on this week is the defense showing that they are this tough defense. We didn't we didn't just go beat the Bengals. We're gonna go come in and do this every single week. That's what I want to see. Um, and this is a good question mark because we may have the Bengals number, but the Pittsburgh Steelers have our number, and they got it on speed dial. Like, um. This is a tough Pittsburgh team. They're young. They're prone to mistakes. And like you said, they have been, have hit the injury bug. But they are a very physical team. They're going to punch you right in the mouth and see what you do. But where they're flawed at is they cannot play from behind. So yeah. what you want to do when you go into Pittsburgh is you want to go in and put some points on the board right away. You don't, so, don't let them punch you first. You yeah. got to punch them back. Um, because so, if, they, if I mean, they rely on Kenny Pickett, I think that's the problem, and they can't run the ball like last week. Uh, Najee Harris ran six times for 31 yards because they had a they were playing from behind consistently, yeah. so they they put they they basically put the game in Kenny Pickett's hands and he couldn't do anything about it. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree. Yeah, you, you got to go out, jump, take a lead quick, yeah. and and make this team. Uh, and, and Kenny Pickett kind of on the hot seat because it, we have all these guys rushing at him. And the big thing is, you know, Jim Schwartz really having a, a, a game plan for this week and really putting the pressure on Kenny. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would imagine that they would be and they would be in the same boat they were last week 
if if our defense played like they did last week. I think this is a good segue to roll in right into one of our favorite segments, our Royal Donuts keys to the game. Um, I, I think I, I think the number one thing we need to start off with, um, I mean, kind of saying what we were going to say, but this is like point A of <laughs> topic one is get the ball out of Najee's hands. Um, I think Najee is a very underrated back in this league. But when it comes to the Browns-Steelers matchups, um, this is where the Browns have an issue. Najee has a tendency to just tear up the Browns because the Browns are not ideally a physical defense. But this is last year's Browns I'm talking about. It's hard to say because we're only in week one. They may have tore up the Bengals, but the Bengals are not a physical team like the Steelers are. Um, They might be a better team, but the Steelers are way more physical. Um, but when you get the ball in Najee's hands and he's getting, you know, five, six yards of carry, this is the issue. Don't let him break the tackles. You got you to make that first tackle. Um, you know, don't let him get stopped in the, back, in the backfield and let him break and get back to the line of scrimmage. This is what's going to cost you games. Um, so I'd really like to see if they make that, um, um, that adjustment from last year are they going to be able to stop a big physical running back like Najee mm-hmm. Harris, who can really yeah. do it at all facets, um, coming out of the backfield to catch passes and running the ball right down the middle? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said that any better. <laughs> That's exactly what we need to do. Uh, I've been sleeping on that one for a while, my coach. I can tell you've had that locked and loaded, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, another keys here and I saw that that defense is very physical that we're going to be going against is uh is play a very diverse game on offense uh run the ball with Nick Chubb continue to feed him he had a great game last week he's I mean, he's the best back in the NFL in my opinion uh but also said diversify your your play calling it's another one on Kevin right you know get get Watson more comfortable, get him throwing the ball uh, and really just have that Steelers defense on their toes. And I think we have the playmakers with different things, like especially we did last week with Elijah Moore, continue with that, continue with DPJ down, um, you know, Cooper, we're really showing up. So let's keep, always keep them guessing is is my key, my Royal donut. Um and just uh I think I think the final roll Dona is uh to be a, a consistent team. Um yeah. th- this is another way to grow. Um, you know, if you're the better team on paper, which I don't I don't want to sound like a homer, but m- I know a lot of Steelers fans would say the same thing that we're the better team on paper. But we don't play the game on paper. We play it on grass or turf, whatever the hell you want to play it. You play it um, met like you play on turf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you want to be a consistent team. Um, yeah. Don't be this flip-flop. We play good one week and play bad, you know, and, and a game that we should go win. Um, sure, this is a tough Steelers team, but if you do everything you did right in last week, and it keeps carrying on over, you should be able to win a lot of football games. And it starts again here, heading over to the ketchup bottle. Um, 
And I think this defensive side of the ball, they have a very good uh, defensive coordinator and some leadership that I feel like that's going to translate into this week. Um, but offensively is my question mark. Are they going to play that same brand of offense? Or are they going to take a step down? Or even better, take a step forward? Because yeah. that offense definitely could grow. Um, you know, and I think it, once again, it starts with Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski. Um, is Kevin going to be, uh, you know, making the right play calls? Like, he looked like he did his homework. Or is he going to be gambling uh, when they don't need to? Um which, you know, we didn't see a lot of last week, which I was very, very happy. They took the points when they should have took the points. Um, but that being said, the Browns need to be consistent. And I, I feel like I can say that every week going forward. But right now, it's a question mark. We're only heading into week two. Um, so I think that being said, I think it's to roll over our cowtails um, for this yeah. week's game. Yeah, I, I would if I was to throw one out here right now. I mean, I do think uh, going into this game, uh, the energy is in our favor, right? Like a lot of those guys looked uh, like they're having fun. You know, they look electric. They look like they're having a good time. They look like like an actual football team that um, that enjoys playing with each other. And there's no individuals, right? The individual aspect has been, I think, the biggest weakness of the Browns for the last decades basically last decade or two um, is that they play as individuals. And I think the, uh, the team that we saw on Sunday were playing as a group. And, uh, and I think that if that continues and the energy gets, keeps building and building, this could be one of the best teams in the NFL, but, uh, <laughs> and it's a big, but, you know, as we've seen before, it could also just go completely off the rails. So um that's my concern for it. But if I'm throwing a cowtail out here, uh, I'm throwing mine at Jim Schwartz is the first one is just, yeah, be consistent and really just put it in Kenny Pickett's hands and just keep pressuring him and uh, pressure him, make him uncomfortable, make him make bad decisions and, uh, and really stop. Nagy. So you, if you, if you we take that lead, right. I'm like, and get those points and Najee is basically going to just become a receiver and Pickett just kind of has to throw the ball just to keep up, make him uncomfortable, stop the run, make it uh, Kenny's game and then pressure him, make him uncomfortable, get some interceptions, get some fumbles, whatever you want to do, man. Uh, I think the secondary uh, is up up for the task, but so that, that defensive line looks scary last week. So I want that to continue. All right, well, Mike, you gotta let me steal the last two, man. I go for it. I got go some. For it. I got some good ones. All right. we we spoke about already, and it's the rookie and Dewan Jones, big fan of. Yes, sir. Um, you know, he's got a big task at hand. Um, a lot of hype in the preseason. Did a great job filling it for Jack Conklin. Um, but here's the real test. It's not going to get any better than this one. Um, and that's stopping the, I think the league's best pass rusher um and tj watt um i i do think this is going to be interesting um to see i personally don't believe tj watt's going to be able to bully him by bull rushing him it's going to be a lot of finesse moves a lot of speed off the edge um one's got length so yes that and, and that's what he's really good at if you beat him off the off the count he's got that length to make space 
And I think that's a big difference with all the right tackles they've had because you've seen them bully up on James Hudson. You've seen them bully on Jack Conklin. Um, but none of them are 6'8", 370 pounds. Yeah. Um, I, I I think um, Big Thanos is just a, a very athletic man for his size where it's going to make be a very interesting um, matchup where I I think I think if you're am I if I'm a betting man, I think TJ Watt's gonna end up winning the matchup. But it's how much is he gonna give up? Um, I think that's where we draw the line. Like we're going against an all-time, you know, probably gonna be a Hall of Famer and TJ Watt versus a, a rookie making his first start in the NFL. Um, and I think this is gonna be a big test for that Browns offensive line especially in that young buck and Dewan Jones making a name for himself. And then I got to, I got to throw another cocktail. Yeah. On the defensive side of the ball to the other Thanos and Dalvin Thompson. Nice. Um, I, I think you, you spend the big money on the defensive tackle um, for a game like this. Are we going to hold We need someone to hold that line of scrimmage. Don't get blown up, eat up the double teams, do what you do best. Um, this was an issue for the Browns last year where they were getting drove back because they didn't have that defensive tackle. Um, but now they brought in that guy in Dalvin that I think had a phenomenal game on Sunday, but it's one of those positions that you don't see if you're watching it. It's one of those, he's making plays for other people, um, mm -hmm. allowing the linebackers to go make a play like, you saw a lot of JOK making plays because he was in his position and he was free to play. There was no left guard or center coming to block him. This is where a defensive tackle is huge. And uh, Dalvin Thomason, I think he's going to be a big centerpiece of this game this week. Um, you know, hold that ground at the line of scrimmage. Don't let these double teams bowl you back five yards. Don't let them get up to second level where Najee can turn it from an eight to 20-yard run. Um, sure. I think that's a big part of the game. But um, I think I think we're ready. Yeah. I think our, 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 our last I, I think, segment, yeah. Yeah. Um, our last segment, uh, our Mike Lewis Real Estate Games of the Week. Um, Mike, I'm going to go ahead and let you start because you are the son of Mike Lewis, real estate god. <laughs> uh yeah so um my game is uh kind of interesting because all four teams in the uh, AFC North are playing each other uh this week so I mean Browns Steelers and then Ravens Bengals so my my game's Ravens Bengals um I think obviously this is such a big test with what you know what's what's going on uh and just kind of see what the entire AFC North is all about is I think this week's is, is a big test. So I'm excited to see how uh, that that game goes and, and see what basically how they uh, compete against each other is, is going to be interesting and, and who's going to shine uh, because there's a lot of question marks on both of those teams last week. So I'd, I'd like to kind of see how that plays out. So that, that's my game. Yeah, like, I, I mean, that can this weekend can have big, big like uh big implications on yeah. The, yeah some implications on the division going forward yeah this is gonna affect where we're at 
at the end of December and January. Yeah. So I mean, I mean even if, if if we win and Bengals win against the Ravens, we're in first place already. Um, I mean, now it's I know it's only going to be two weeks into the season. Well, but... we're technically we're in first place right now because we're the only team with a win in our division. Ravens. Oh. Ravens played the Texans. We won a game in our division. Oh yeah, I got, I got you. I got you. All right. Uh, how about um, your How about your game? Uh, so uh, I I want to stay in the AFC. Um, a little replay of the uh AFC divisional rounds with the Kansas City Chiefs coming off a tough loss against Dan Campbell's Lions, and. Uh, Heading a down to Florida against the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Good game. Um, that had a tough little uh, game with the Indianapolis Colts and Anthony Richardson. Um, I think this is going to be a big game that will have implications going forward. Um, I think with a tight AFC like it is now, it's never too early to start focus, focusing on these big games that might affect the wild card going forward. For sure. Um, the this one I definitely think could have made a, been a primetime game, um, just considering all the other games are being thrown a bone. Yeah. Um, you know, I I I can sit here and bitch about all the primetime games they do this year, but I think this one, uh, deservedly so, deserved at least a Sunday nighter. Um, you know, it's Mahomes versus Lawrence. Um, who knows if Kelsey's back this is this week. Um, you might see Chris Jones back. But this Jacksonville team is no slump. They're going to go and they're going to play them hard. And this time, they're in Jacksonville. So yeah. this is going to be a very big test for Kansas City. Can they get the monkey off their back and go win that second game? Or are they going to start off 0-2? Um, which is a very... Very tough in the conference that we're in right now. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a very scary thought being 0-2 in the AFC. So, Yeah, uh, we'll... just go look. If I'm the – just look through the conference right now. What team is feeling the best right now? Think about this. Yeah. We'll see after Monday say... night because, I mean, right. if, after Monday night, if we get a win, I mean, I, I feel pretty confident in us. But All, all the top three teams in, in our conference – all lost this week. I know. I know. The Kansas yeah. City went down at home against the Lions yeah. in a shocker. And then you had um the Cincinnati Bengals lose to us. Get crushed at the Browns. Yeah. And then you you uh saw Monday night football. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers list New York Jets team. Yeah, beat the Bills in overtime, which is like kind of like a twofold here because one, the Bills lost to is it an no with no Aaron Rodgers, the Jack Wilson led Jets, but also Jets don't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. So where does that put them? Like, so we'll see what happens. Um, but what what are your predictions for this week? All right, so um, this one is a little tough for me. Um, they have the Browns at minus one right now. One-point favorites in Pittsburgh. Now, they haven't won a regular season game in Pittsburgh in 19 years. Um, my heart tells me go for the Browns, but I've been to all the Browns-Steelers games in Pittsburgh for the last six years. And I'll tell you one thing, Mike. Um, not once have I ever gone there and felt like we were going to win. <laughs> um, 
you can just feel it when you walk into that city. It's just like any hope you had rooting for the Browns, it sucks the life out of you. Um, especially when it, if it's a tight game and they roll in the fourth quarter and they got Renegade going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a hard time believing that the Steelers are going to come out and play that same way. This is a very Mike Tomlin game. He's going to prove why he's one of the best coaches in the NFL probably of all time, I think. I think you throw him in, in that mix. Not a top 10 all time, but like he's he's in a discussion of at least being the top 20, 50, you know, kind of deal. Mm. Um, so I this is a very Mike Tomlin kind of game where the Browns go into Pittsburgh and they lose a tough one. I'm going to say 21-17 Steelers. Wow. Fuck. Well, that was a rough one for you, buddy. But I'm going to keep this relatively consistent. I think. Of course the, you will. I think the defense is going to show up again. And I think the offense is going to take another step. And and uh, Kenny Pickett's going to be a little bit scared. Um, I'm going to go 27-17 Browns uh, with the dub. And going to start 2-0. So that that's. Uh, first time since Belichick. Huh? So the first time since Belichick. I mean, I think it's going to happen. Um, I, I feel pretty confident um, that from what I've seen from Kenny Pickett, uh, I, I feel pretty confident in, in this week. But the only thing is um, how the Browns going to play, right? So, uh, but that, that's my prediction. I think we're going to do good. I think we're going to get the win. Um, I, I think I'll, I'll pretty much always go with the Browns to win it. One more final thing about this game this week. It's a uniform check game. Oh yeah, yeah, dude! All Breaking eight. out the all white throwbacks with the white helmets. Oh man, I can't wait to see those underneath the lights, man. It's gonna look so clean. Oh, dude. It's gonna look so clean. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for that. Because I'm a big fan look- of those unis. I'm a big fan of the unis. I want to see them in person now. So yeah, they're they're gonna complement the Steelers black and gold very well. It's gonna just be one of those games you go to or you watch that you're gonna see that both uniforms just i'm just a uniform nerd they just complement each other very well yeah and it's like okay this is a rivalry game i'm <laughs> yeah. excited to see it the all white all white everything is the best look in all sports um whether it's penn state or um you know byu or yeah uh the Bengals all white and black well, we will we'll find out when we'll see on Monday night. So uh uh thank you all for watching. Appreciate it. Uh until go. next week, go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Elves. <laughs> go Elves. The Browns is the Browns. Go Brownies.